Hey y'all, I'm Kim. And I'm Joanne. We are the registered dietitian nutritionists and hosts of Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. So we wanted to tell you what our podcast is all about. Our podcast is designed to educate and excite conversations in women's health, food, nutrition, wellness, and cross-cultural health topics. Every week, we'll discuss proven techniques with an entertaining flair to energize you and encourage you in your journey to a healthier, physical, mental, and social well-being. So hold up, hold up, Jay. We're going to tell them what this means in other words. So our podcast doesn't only focus on the black and white of food and nutrition, because you know if you have a problem, your problem is almost always a different shade of gray. Am I right? right? For instance, one can argue that kale is healthier than spinach, but is it really though? In Nutrition Lifestyles, we're going to take you on a journey. We're going to teach you how to break down the latest craze in food when it comes down to pop culture. So if your goal is to live a better lifestyle and you are interested in becoming a better you, then listen to this episode to find out how. And also subscribe to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And don't forget to share this with your friends. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. I'm Joanne. And I'm Kim. So today we're going to discuss veganism and living a plant-based lifestyle. And if living those lifestyles are actually healthy. So the vegan lifestyle has become very popular in the last few years. We see talks of it everywhere. I live in Atlanta, as you all know, and we have tons of restaurants very popular burger joints and all that. And people are going crazy for this lifestyle. You can say that again. Once Beyonce actually released a promo video, I think it was last year or this year, I can't remember, about going vegan after one of her pregnancies, we saw that the vegan lifestyle and people wanting to be vegans just went through the roof. And Mm -hmm. The question that we all have or people have for us actually is, does a vegan lifestyle automatically lead to health? And is it for everyone actually? So with Beyonce going vegan, so what she did was, um, I think she was preparing for her Coachella 2018 performance and she released a promo video, which was a very good video about her adherence to a 22 day vegan diet and how she lost weight to it. And she was exercising to just be the best queen bee that she could not be. mad at all. And Beyonce has about, I think, 112 million followers on Instagram. So her recommendations posting about, you know, the changes that she made in recommending to people to live the plant based vegan or vegan lifestyle we saw just the the interest just went through the roof of people really trying did. to become, you know, a vegan. So today's episode, we're going to go more into detail about what those um, diets entail, being a vegan, plant-based, if they're different, and are they actually healthy when we just think about being a vegan and living a plant-based diet. So if you're interested in seeing that promo video Beyonce released, go ahead and hop on over to our Facebook page because, I mean, it is very, very captivating. So for those of you who do not know, I have been vegan for the past 12 years. I remember going vegan during a time when veganism wasn't even popular. (laughs) Basically, you were a trendsetter girl. I know, right? So (laughs) what I mean by 
veganism is I didn't necessarily adhere to a vegan lifestyle. I more so adhere to a vegan diet. So the difference between the two, a vegan lifestyle, like individuals may exclude honey from their diet. They may not wear like leather shoes or fur from animals. I just adhered strictly to the diet. So when I tell you friends, classmates, family members, anytime that I would tell them that I adhere to a vegan diet, they were like, what? I'm not even surprised because even still to till today, people are like shock when they hear somebody say they're a vegan. Right. Especially a black vegan at that. Right. So it is amazing to see the social media influence Beyonce has, though. I'm not surprised myself because she is Queen B, <laughs> as we all know. And when she speaks, the people follow. Mm-hmm. So anyway, in nutrition, the definition of adhering to a vegan diet is abstaining from all animal products as food. And this may or may not include honey. In the United States, it's, it's common knowledge that our consumption of meat and animal-based products is very high. Most Americans have some sort of animal product in their meals, especially in the South where Joanne and I both live. Those are facts. That's true. So it is basically a meat-based society. Uh, people who are removing animal products from their diets and eating plant-based foods are increasing fiber where there maybe were none to begin with. They're also reducing their intake of processed foods and saturated fats, which can increase a lot of diseases we find occurring here in the United States. And also increasing more produce increases antioxidants and vitamins and minerals, which are known to have an overall health benefit on the body. Very true, Kim. And when you just said about the vegan lifestyle may or may not include um, the consumption mm -hmm. of honey, so I remember a couple of years ago, someone tried to come for me. Uh -uh. I think they're in Europe somewhere and they were posting on my face. No, it was my Instagram page about the fact that um, I think I had posted something about honey being vegan or is it? I was asking people, what do they think? Because some people who are vegans, they still consume honey and honey you know, come from bees, which is technically, you know, it's an insect, insect, so it's an animal kind of. Yeah, I can definitely see that. But at the same time, everyone has their rights if they are vegan to consume honey or not. I don't think it's a big deal. So moving right along. Anywho, so when it comes to the plant-based diet, guys, you've heard the term lately. A lot of people are saying like, I live a plant-based diet. What does that actually mean? So living a plant-based diet is not synonymous with being vegan. It doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily mean you've removed all animal products from your diet, which is what veganism is. It means that the foods you're eating are mainly coming from veggies, fruits, grains, nuts, seeds, legumes. So basically your diet is predominantly made of plant-based foods. And this is the act, actually the category that me and my family, we fall under. We can go days or even weeks sometimes without eating meat or other animal products. But for the most part, we call ourselves, you know, living a plant-based diet. I wouldn't categorize myself as a vegan at all. So let me ask you this question, Joanne, because, you know, my family as well, even though they're 
they're not vegan. My family can go weeks at a time without consuming any any animal products. So do you? Th- I I attribute it to the fact that it's the Caribbean upbringing. So what do you what do you think that is related to? Is it being a dietitian or your Haitian culture? No, it's definitely not my Haitian cultures because Haitian they love them some meat. They eat meat. I think it's my upbringing personally, like how my mom raised us. Like when we make our vegetables and stuff. We don't add meat to it while most Haitian households that I know, they will add meat to their vegetables when they're making them. But my mom never did that. So I don't do that. Ah, I got you. And I think maybe maybe a little, a little, not too much different for Jamaicans because Jamaicans, um, there's a certain religion, Rastafarianism, Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. And everyone's familiar with Bob Marley, but no one really knew that Bob Marley was like a vegan. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, because of the overall Rastafarian religion. Like, they did not believe in eating any any animal products at all. So it is very common in Jamaica to, hey, have a plant-based meal. Now, I'm wondering if people probably didn't think that about Bob Marley because they're just thinking weed or marijuana or whatever is associated with Rastafarians, the, the stereotype. And they don't think, because aren't Rastafarians more into health? Yes, they believe. Okay, so there's a scripture in the Bible that says the leaves are for the healing of the nation. And I'm not I'm not promoting, you know, going out there and smoking weed. (laughs) Jamaicans call it ganja. I'm not (laughs) I'm not promoting going out there and smoking ganja. But that is their whole premise that, you know, you eat the plants and then you use the plants if you have any pain or if you have any ailment. And basically, like you treat the land good. So do you think you currently now like how you're living now is it comparable to what jamaicans do i think it's comparable to how rastafarians eat okay um i remember a couple years ago i went to jamaica and that's the only restaurants i would eat at and then it's so interesting too because some of them don't even use salt joanne they don't use salt in the cooking but the food is so flavorful really i'll be in jamaica in March, April next year, I'm going to be sure to try to go to one of these restaurants. I want to see what food without salt tastes like. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And I mean, to be honest with you, the best ones, you're probably not going to go this far, but the best ones are the ones like where you have to like go up in, because the way that Rastafair, some of them, the way that some of them live, they live apart from um, society. So some of them live far up in the mountains. <laughs> so they're what we would call here in the States off the grid kind of living. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, I, I kind of feel like we're diverging on a little tangent. But yeah, just wanted to let you guys know a lot of Jamaicans, it's not, especially the Rastafarians, it's not uncommon for them to be um, vegans. It's very like now you have individuals which Jamaican calls like fashion dread. Like mm-hmm. I hear my accent coming out, <laughs> but basically they are dread. Like they're have the dreadlocks, but they don't adhere to a vegan lifestyle, which they're considered to be fake. Ew, that I did not know. Yeah, so that, that's a little one on one for you guys, right? That I did not know. So the truth is, you know, removing animal products, it can certainly have a large positive impact on your health. But it's not only the removal of animal products alone that is causing this effect. It's the increase of the nutrients, the fiber that is found in the plants that you're eating. Um, You're increasing your fiber. You're adding more antioxidants. You're reducing your intake of processed foods. So it's kind of like an overall. Exactly. So... 
Having, having to prepare meals ahead of time and cooking foods from scratch is more of what I do. It's not for everyone. Not everyone, you know, can or want to do this, but that's more of where I go to when I'm preparing foods for my family. Right. So as I stated earlier, um, I am a vegan. So when I initially became a vegan 12 years ago, I made a lot of mistakes and I'm glad that you mentioned Joanne preparing meals ahead of time because that's really the key word. So mm. when I initially went vegan, I was sick as a dog, y'all. Ooh. I was nauseated all the time. I had indigestion and to me, the food just didn't taste good because the food that was on the market at the time did not cater to vegans like they do now. And I wasn't raised as a Rastafarian, so I did not know how to, you know, make the foods from scratch to make them taste good. That that just wasn't me. So, I mean, I could make a killer jerk chicken and I mean, and I still can. But to try to season up some mushy tofu with some Jamaican jerk style seasoning was just not cutting it for me. (laughs) And additionally, because I was vegan, I had this like misguided conception that I had to eat less. So I really wasn't consuming any produce. And it's by the grace of God that I didn't end up with any malnutrition or any vitamin or mineral deficiency or even like refeeding syndrome. Definitely 12 years ago, the market is not what it is now. So I could see you going through all this for sure. It definitely was not. Right. So when my husband and I got together, he was... A vegan. No, he called himself vegetarian. Excuse me. So he called himself a vegetarian, not a vegan. He ate fish every now and again. And then he would dabble in eggs and goat sometimes. And I know you guys are probably thinking <laughs> that is nowhere near vegetarian. But like his eating of goat was very rare. But goat in the Haitian community, like we love us some goat. So like, I guess he, if he would smell it he would be tempted and he would go for it or whatnot. And the reason why he became a vegetarian actually has nothing to do with health. It has to do with the fact that he didn't like the way meat looked or something like that. And that's the reason why he became a vegetarian. So when we first got together, when I would look at this dude's plate, it was like half his plate was veggie meat and the other half was rice and beans. Wow. (laughs) And (laughs) I know, right? So y'all probably thinking where the vegetables at? There were none. He didn't have any vegetables on his plate and he called himself a vegetarian just because of the fact that he didn't eat meat. It was just the veggie meat, which was very, very high in sodium and the rice and beans. I don't know if you guys have looked at the ingredients of veggie meats that were out like early 2000s and whatnot and compared like if you think about them now then and then them now it's just been a drastic change to what it was before and Kim you probably can attest to this. Definitely I can and you know to be honest with you uh, thinking about the plates because you know we were all in the same circles that's what everyone's plate was looking like when right. it was that group of us talking about we going vegan or we going uh, plant-based. All our plates, <laughs> our plates didn't have no vegetables on there. Um, starving college students were looking for right. like, you know, high protein, high carbohydrate food. Right. So we were starving college students indeed. But I mean, this is what his plate looked like. And at least for me, 
you know, I was already like trekking towards my, my journey into a nutrition career. I mean, I've always been somewhat health conscious anyways in general. So I tried to always have like some kind of salad, even though my plate was probably had some veggie meat in it too with the rice and whatnot. But I was always trying to make sure, but my husband, he was not having it. I mean, he was basically living a vegetarian lifestyle, but was not eating vegetables, but he does eat vegetables. Now he has increases fiber intake, you know, considerably it's, and actually he doesn't even really eat veggie meats anymore. That, that is very good. Cause you know, it's so funny you mentioned that because I remember I used to think to myself like, okay, like if I ate this veggie meat and I ate this rice and I took my multivitamin, I would be a-okay. Right. Was I wrong? So, I mean, a lot of people probably, you know, have that kind of thinking and mentality, especially back then. And I've actually worked with many clients who are vegans and they're coming to see me because they're trying to manage their weight. And they, you know, once they became vegan, they saw a significant increase in their weight because they didn't know how to eat right the right way or how to be a healthy vegan without adding like a whole bunch of starchy foods and you know getting their protein intake and whatnot so they were basically clueless and even out in the market there is there's actually like a lot of foods available that are categorized as vegan and we really wouldn't put them under the healthy categories so did y'all know that oreos and fritos and Pop-Tarts are actually vegan food? Yeah, bear also. Bear is made from hops, which is a plant. That's true. And I'm not telling y'all not to eat because I do love me some Oreos. Okay. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not knocking Oreos at all. But typically, we wouldn't recommend these foods to people as a healthy food to eat when you're trying to eat a healthy lifestyle. And I know people who, because of the fact that they just don't know, they just search for foods that say vegan on the label or they look for animal products if it doesn't have any animal products they're like okay I can eat this and I'm gonna eat this because I'm hungry I haven't eaten anything all day because I don't know what to eat exactly so I think that really shows that vegan you know vegan products are not necessarily they're not a synonym for healthy nutrient-dense food items and right. as Joanne and I both have said, like, hey, we eat all those products. We eat the Oreos and the Frito-Lays and the Pop-Tarts, etc. But we also practice everything in moderation. We're mindful of our diets. Very much so. So I wanted to address the meat substitutes just a little bit. So when it comes to meat substitutes, and I used to live off of those things, they are very processed and very high in sodium. For instance, let's look at the Impossible Burger for a quick second. Now, I wanna look at the Impossible Burger because that is the thing that is like booming nowadays. Like if you go to Burger King, this is not a promo. (laughs) (laughs) Burger King has the Impossible Burger. I was reading the other day that Dunkin' Donuts is coming out with some vegan meat and KFC has a vegan option as well. Do they? Yes, all because of Snoop Dogg. Really? So with Dunkin' Donuts though, what would they be? I, I don't, I guess I don't frequent Dunkin' Donuts. They had they sell meat stuff. They sell like this little breakfast sandwich on like a English muffin. Oh, so that okay. is what it's going to be in their vegan line. Now the Impossible Burger is advertised to be vegan and plant based, all those good stuff, which the regular consumer will think, oh, you know, it's good for the body and it's gonna make one healthier, right? But not necessarily so. <laughs> a four ounce patty 
contains 370 milligrams of sodium, eight grams of saturated fat, which is probably from um, coconut oil. And when you compare this to a four ounce beef patty, that is actually the Impossible Burger has more sodium and more grams of saturated fat than an actual four ounce beef patty. Now, this is intriguing to me because cardiac or heart problems are linked with a high consumption of sodium and saturated fat. This is very true. I think I remember reading that an article on this that they compared the two and the veggie burger loss to this. It did. It did. Now, I don't want you guys to go out and say, oh, you know, I'm going to stop eating impossible burgers because I mean, I've had one, two or ten. <laughs> <laughs> Eating one impossible burger may not put you over the edge, but the general public may not realize that an excessive consumption of even processed vegan or plant-based foods can be detrimental to one's health. Right. People are not mindful in practicing moderation as well as variety. Additionally, there's an article in Times Magazine. It was February of last year. And it's from the British Medical Journal that stated ultra processed foods may be associated with a higher risk of cancer because these ultra processed foods are higher in fat, salt, sugar, and also saturated fats. And this is not new information. I mean, we've known this for years that, you know, overly processed foods lead to disease. They're trying to drill it into our heads about these processed foods. When you guys think about like wanting to be a vegan or trying to eat more plant-based and the scary is always like, okay, what do I eat? You can, of course, purchase vegan-based foods in the stores or whatnot. And you can also try making vegan protein substitutes at home. So like I said before, my family and I, we eat a plant-based lifestyle for the most part. There is a burger brand actually that we like to use and it's called, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, and I probably am not, Dr. Prager's. I have heard of them. I haven't tried it yet, though. I like them because their ingredients are pretty whole. There's not a lot of ingredients in them. They're pretty whole. I kind of have to stay away from a lot of soy because of one of my kids are intolerant, so I try not to expose them to a lot of soy products. So Dr. Prager's, it has that option where you can choose different um, ingredients and whatnot. Some of them are quinoa based. Some of them have even 20 grams of protein in it. I, I like the taste. It's pretty tasty to me. That really sounds good. I have to try it, but go ahead and give us an example of how your family eats plant-based. For, let me see, if I can think of the most American dish, which would be mac and cheese, I substitute that with nut cheese so I would make a nut cheese at home myself that's like one of the one of our staples here I do it two ways either I use um, nut milk and use real cheese so I kind of do like a decrease of our animal product intake where I would be putting like real butter real cheese um, like heavy cream I take out the heavy cream I put a nut milk in there I use um, real cheese and then I use a plant-based butter so I kind of break it up or I'll go vegan all the way and I'll do nut cheese which I make at home from cashews and I'll use nut 
milk and then I'll use vegan based uh, butter in my ingredients. Like I said, we're not completely vegans on my end of the spectrum here. Mm-hmm. So I think the market is getting better with the options that are available. Um, but everything that is on the market, I would not call them or consider them to be healthy. As with every purchase that you make, you should be reading your ingredients. You should be looking at your nutrition facts and making sure that the caloric content, you know, the protein content, the fat content is where it should be at. And it's not extreme, whether it's extremely low or extremely high for fat specifically, because that's what I sometimes see um, aside from the sodium content. I'll see is extremely high on veggie meats. You want to try to stick to things or veggie substitutes that don't go more than three to five grams of total fat with the calories too. You don't want your calories. I've seen veggie patties. They're like 500 calories. And not to say that you should be counting calories with every food and every meal that you eat. But if you sit there and you have your, your bun, your burger, your, your cheese, whether it's real or vegan, when you add everything together, you may be eating over a thousand calories and you didn't even realize it. Wow. That is a lot to be honest with you, especially for one sitting, knowing that, you know, we do live in a obesogenic society. Right. Right. So you just got to basically be careful. Just watch what you do with everything that, like we always recommend, watch and read. Don't just consume foods and go with the titles that are in the front because most of the times the marketing is geared towards drawing you in, but then the back of the panel doesn't match to what they're saying in the front. Exactly. So definitely veganism is not, it doesn't mean the same thing as being healthy. Right. It's not synonymous. Um, You can, of course, live and be a healthy vegan, but just because you're a vegan doesn't mean you're healthy. So I wanted to give you guys an example of a nutritious vegan plate that doesn't pile on the calories. I wanted to let you guys know like what that looks like for me. For me, basically you get your plate and in your mind's eye, I want you to divide that plate into four sections. Okay. So the different sections, one fourth of that is going to be my protein of choice. And at this time, my protein of choice is some type of beans. I like black beans, so I like to stick with that. Um, Of course, I do get variety from other beans, but black beans is my favorite. And then the other one-fourth of my plate will be my grain, and that will be brown rice. And then my other one-fourth will be like cooked kale or any type of cooked greens because I'm always trying to get some iron in. And then the other one fourth of my plate will be some type of fruit. So if I know like I'm having like cooked kale, I want to pair that with a fruit that's high in vitamin C. So I'm either going to do some kiwi or some strawberries or some oranges just so that that non-heme iron, which is found in the cooked kale, can absorb better so that I can get my um, iron absorption up. Those are facts. So that is really what my plate looks like. And I'll be honest with you guys. One plate doesn't fill me. (laughs) I am a big eater, um, especially for lunchtime. Lunch is the biggest meal of the day for me. 
because I find myself using a lot of my brain power and then right after lunch I go and I work out. So I'm I'm going to need I'm going to need some some energy to work out. So I may have two plates. It really all depends. Very so true. So that is really the my example of what a nutritious vegan plate looks like and what Joanne was talking about with the mac and cheese the nut cheese or the nut milk definitely goes a long way like i know i use cashew cheese as well but lately you know i've been a little lazy of buying cashews so my go-to cheese now is actually almond cheese and i make it the same way i just switch out the nuts Oh, is that tastier? Is it better? Is it creamier? You know what? It's not necessarily creamier unless you have like that really high powered blender. Blendtec, this is not a plug in for Blendtec. I need to sponsor this episode. But if you have like a high tech blender, then it comes out just as creamy. Okay. Okay. I've never made it with almonds. I've always made it with cashews. But I mean, have you tried like some of the other cheese that are on market? Because I feel like some of them have gotten better over the years like Daya oh yes Daya has gotten pretty good I used to do follow your heart but then when I found about Daya I made the switch so sometimes I personally I do put the Daya cheese in with my with my um nut cheese as well just to make it a little more creamier because you know they have the little shreds and you put the shreds on top and then you bake that mac and cheese and it's lovely with the smoked paprika to finish it off oh that sounds good I mean I've used the Daya cheese I'll use it as a cheese substitute when I don't want to use cheese um, or and I don't want to make the, the nut cheese with the cashews too. And I think they've gotten, because I think feel like before it was a little bit more plasticky, I guess, but now it's pretty mm-hmm. smooth. Right. And I think they make it from, is it tapioca? I think so. And it kind of, I like the way it melts. It melts almost like cheese. It does. It It's actually, it's a very, it's a very good cheese. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys, there is, are tons of, products on the market now you just gotta read um it's way better than it was 12 years ago when kim was a vegan so the options are there and it's up to you whether you want to be a vegan or not you know one of the reasons why i don't put a title on myself is because the minute you tell people you're a vegan then the vegan police are out there you know we're not picking on them but i mean i've had that experience before where i'm just getting like side eyes for eating honey Right, right. And you will. I've I've seen the conversation on social media about honey, whether it is or is not, um, or should not be part of a vegan lifestyle. But I, I don't put a title because especially if I leave the country, let me go to a Caribbean country or something. I'm you probably gonna see me eating some meat. <laughs> All right, guys. So if you guys um love this topic that we just talked about today please go and give us five stars and make sure you tell your friends to tell their friends to tell their friends to listen to nutrition lifestyles with kim and joanne and we will see you guys next time all right bye guys and oh also one more thing if you guys have any questions about a plant-based lifestyle or a vegan lifestyle or If you're interested in any recipes, hop on over to our Facebook page and let us know. We can hook you up. If you haven't subscribed to the Nutrition Lifestyles podcast, please do so. Most importantly, we want to extend a special invitation to you to join the Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne Facebook page and the Nutrition Lifestyles pod club. 
You were not meant to do this alone. It is important for us to surround ourselves with people who mirror positivity related to health and nutrition. So all you have to do to follow our page and join our private pod club is hop on over to Facebook and search for Nutrition Lifestyles Pod Club and the Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne page. Click on the join and like buttons respectively, and then you will gain access to tips to jumpstart a nutritious lifestyle, a tribe to cheer you on your journey, hot topics on health and nutrition, and also it's a hub to connect with me and Kim. We are really looking forward to mingling with you. So see you on Facebook.